0: buddy, and welcome to Captain's Quarters by Nerdific.com. This is the Star Trek Rewatch Podcast, where we are re-watching the entirety of the Star Trek catalog, starting with Star Trek Enterprise. We are on Season 1, Episode 15, Shadows of Pajem. My name is Gabe. I'm here with Jason. What's up, Jason? How's it going, buddy? How are you? Doing great. This episode calls back to... The Andorian incident, Jason. It does. Which is exciting, as we established when we covered that episode. The Andorians are from the original Star Trek show.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And in that episode, they went to a meditation sort of holy site, basically like a temple. Um,
1: a Vulcan holy site. Yeah, for the <clears throat> Vulcans,
0: where they go and become more Vulcan. <laughs> and... Uh, While they were there, they were basically just visiting, and they discovered the Vulcans actually were hiding a long-range listening device to basically spy on these Andorians as part of this ongoing conflict that they had with them. So when they were there at Pajim, at this temple, the Andorians basically um, came and... Uh, or they were already there, actually. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they had already kind of held hostage these, uh, would we call them Vulcan monks?
1: Yeah, Vulcan monks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Yeah. And, you know, at first, obviously with T'Pol and the relationship with the humans and the Vulcans, obviously the crew of the Enterprise and Captain Archer and us as an audience was on the Vulcan side. But then the tables turn, basically, at the end of that episode, because they find out that the Vulcans are um, sort of being aggressors by creating this massive high-tech listening device on the Andorians. And, And the Andorians sort of knew about it. They didn't have direct proof, but they were angry about it. And really, that seemed to be the source of their conflict, sort of, was this, like... Maybe the Andorians are a little bit paranoid. They're spying on us, and we assume they're coming to attack us. But it seems they're somewhat justified in their anger. And Archer ultimately Mm -hmm. sides somewhat with the Andorians at the end of that. He gives them proof, basically takes photos of it, and hands it to the Andorians, who like Mm -hmm. seconds before was holding them hostage and had them in a gunfight. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was super awkward, basically, because T'Pol was between a rock and a hard place. Obviously, she, her culture, is very sort of insular and loyal to each other, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The there's a sort of Vulcan way, which would entail preferential treatment, sure, certainly, to your own people, and T'Pol would have to sort of follow that. Yep. And then here she was being basically <clears throat> betraying um, these Vulcans. So the thing was that was basically how the episode ended, mm-hmm. and then we never really, we never really addressed it since then. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a little strange that it wasn't like directly talked about. <laughs> it was sort of hinted at, I guess, right? Because you know. To um, so Paul was supposed to get married, and right. you know they were basically forcing the issue on her and stuff like that. But right, so finally in this episode, we are now addressing the fallout of that.
1: Yeah, your comment actually is interesting because that's that's th- that's very much how modern television works. You know, it's usually oh you know it's usually we'll pick it up right after you know Mm -hmm. there's a story and then the episode ends and then it's usually the next week right the episode will pick up and try to bookend that um that uh that story Mm -hmm. or that part of the arc for sure right Mm
0: -hmm. mm-hmm Well, and so, you know what's exciting about this episode, Jason, is is actually it was written by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which... There, there's actually quite a few fun things about this episode, actually.
0: All right. I can't wait to hear about those. Um, yeah. Those mm-hmm. little tidbits. Uh, so so it says they wrote it on Wikipedia, and it says story by them, but then it says teleplay by uh, Mike Sussman and Phyllis Strong. Uh-huh. So
1: two veteran Star Trek mm-hmm. writers, Mike Sussman and uh, Phyllis Strong. They were. They both were, you know, Enterprise. They were both Enterprise, and I think Phyllis wrote for um, Voyager. Mike Sussman wrote for Voyager, and I think Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, two veteran uh writers in the star trek
0: uh yeah universe so we got we got the all the heavy hitters on this one um and so and i think that's important because it is you know like a pivotal plot point mm-hmm. so basically when it starts out a vulcan delegation is talking we're on earth <laughs> yeah it's... we're in san francisco actually <laughs> oh really yeah we're at starfleet headquarters in the beginning of the episode okay is talking with the admiral of starfleet and they're yeah, basically yeah they're basically complaining about He's this Pissed. yeah so they're complaining about soval is pissed right that incident but also there's fallout off screen from that incident basically the andorians attacked the temple yep they gave Pajem a warning they said hey we're coming so so no Vulcan lives were lost. Yeah. But they did come and attack and destroy uh, this big listening device. Yeah. And obviously this is 100% Archer's fault. Um yep. so, Well, certainly in their minds. You know. Um, so obviously the Vulcans are pissed. And uh, part of the fallout of that is them saying that they're suspending joint operations.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And actually Soval... He actually his his logic is a little flawed in my mind. Um, he blames Archer, and that the Endorians would not have found the station um, if the human, if the Enterprise and Captain Archer hadn't gotten involved. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not a way. That's not a reason to justify. <laughs> um, just because you got, you're, you're, you're pit, he was pissed because it was found out and they got caught red-handed. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was no, there was no humility or no. anything like that. Right. And there was, I, I thought that, that logic was flawed because, you know, the Andorians wouldn't have found it if it weren't for the humans that got involved. Seriously?
0: Right. What kind of logic is that? <laughs> yeah that's that's a great point yeah he named, and then yeah go ahead and then he also mentions
1: Captain Gardner would have made a better choice for Captain of the Enterprise right and I was like ooh <laughs> oh dangling Archer's job in front of the Admiral ouch
0: <laughs> do we meet Gardner I don't think so okay yeah, it was clear that it was, that's who the Vulcans wanted before yep. Forrest apparently convinced them that Archer was the man.
1: Yeah. And obviously, we I think we can say that Gardner was probably a little bit more, uh, or less cowboy mm-hmm. than Archer. Yeah, well. Probably would have done things differently.
0: I assume, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Archer gets things done, you know. Yep. Well, and then another thing besides suspending joint fleet operations. To Paul, is to be recalled, yes. from yes. her post. Yes. Yes. Um, so we do learn some more interesting lore points. So one is that flocks and To Paul are speaking; they're eating dinner or something mm-hmm. and flox mentions that other vulcan officers have been a part of human crews none of them have lasted as long lasted as the this ball. long
1: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: yep and it, and it sounded like the reason they didn't last as long is because they couldn't tolerate the humans Yep. Yeah. which isn't is not surprising considering the sort of contempt that so many vulcans seem to have for humans in this show yeah
1: <laughs> and now and then On a more emotional level, Flox is one, and then there are a couple other officers who try to get to Paul to not get emotional or anything, but they start to reminisce and, you know, tell her that they're going to miss her, and Mm -hmm. they're kind of still surprised of her her lack of of sadness or emotion of leaving the ship. Right. Cuz she's become part of the crew.
0: Mhm. Right. Well, so Archer um has a plan. So basically they they're on their way to Coridon. Yep. Which is ah. which is a huge planet.
1: Yep, and a throwback Andorians and the planet Coridan go back to a Star Trek, the original series episode, Journey to Babel, which is a classic, classic, one of my favorite episodes. Really? Uh huh, yep.
0: Babel being coordinated?
1: Journey to Babel, mm hmm.
0: The original series?
1: Yeah, mm hmm. Wow. Yeah, and that episode involves Vulcan, well, the main part of it does involve Vulcans and Andorians and there's a conflict amongst the Federation um, ambassadors um, to ad- either admit Corridan to the Federation or not I'm not going to get in I'm not going to go into too much detail because we'll get there when we get to Journey to Babel because it is a, it is a classic classic episode um, yeah, it's the first time we get to see the Vulcan Hansen. live long and prosper,
0: um, okay. all that kind of stuff. So interesting.
1: Yeah, so the planet plays an
0: important role uh, moving forward. Okay. And so the planet was already in the Vulcan database. That's how Archer found out about it. Uh huh. And he and so they have data on it. Basically, they have the largest uh, starship construction yard in the sector. And Mm -hmm. they have amazing starship technology. They have Warp 7 capabilities, which is faster than Vulcans. Yep. Which, as far as we know, up to this point, that's the fastest um, uh, technology in in the galaxy at this point, right? Yep.
1: And then we later find out in Journey to Babel that Corden is also the system's primary source of dead lithium crystals which gets interesting
0: huh okay <clears throat> well so um with this starship technology obviously archer is initially going to bring tucker but then this news that to paul is going to be uh, recalled happens mm-hmm. and so archer takes to paul he just orders her to go, and obviously because she's obedient in that respect, goes, even though she knows she has to, like, you know, uh, pack and get ready to leave, um, you know, get her affairs in order type thing, but she still goes, um, and Archer basically is just trying to get her alone, and, and you know, he wants to convince her to stay, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm, basically,
1: yep, mm-hmm. So the- He's trying to convince her to fight the the Vulcan government mm-hmm. in not wanting to transfer.
0: Right. So they're going down and they are captured by a anti cordon government yeah. faction. Yeah. It's like sort of some sort of rebel faction that mm-hmm. basically has um, renounced they they basically just they don't acknowledge the Kord Chancellor as their leader right and they're basically because rebels. this
1: re, this group of rebels believe that this government that the Kord government is being propped up and being supported by the Vulcans mm-hmm Is what they say
0: right so, so they bas- do you
1: think this um, so do you think this this group um, was big enough to be an alliance
0: <laughs> you mean a Rebel Alliance? Yes. <laughs> the the scene when they do attack Archer and Paul's shuttle reminded me very much of Bespin. Of oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah!
1: Oh <laughs> yeah! I mean,
0: even even the scene when the Millennium Falcon gets there to the Cloud City, they mm-hmm. they have a an escort that red. Yeah, Dual mm-hmm, pod yeah. thing that actually yeah. does shoot them, yeah. Just mm-hmm. like in this show, and then they make they yeah. shoot first and then they communicate. They say right, right. Pull over, basically. Right. <laughs> you know? Um. But so these guys tie up. They capture to Paul and Archer, and they tie them up down on the surface. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of roughing them up, and they're really just like. A ran- it's just mo- mostly a ransom type thing. Mm-hmm. They want weapons in exchange for releasing these people. But the interesting yep. thing is, is that T'Pol lies. She's, she does. She says that she's the captain. Yep. And that Archer is the steward of the ship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of that?
1: I think that beyond trying to get to emote an emotional response from, to Paul from Flocks and Tucker and the captain, um, when push comes to shove deep down, she does feel lo- a, a sense of loyalty, uh, and, um, to her shipmates on board the enterprise and that she does care in her, in her way mm-hmm. for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I was like, "Ooh, she <laughs> lied <laughs> again." <laughs> right. So it it would seem that the Vulcans, their aversion to lying is like a, a virtue that they s- strive yeah, for.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. There's no like, like
0: uh, it's not like they have to like self administer lashings or something. There's no consequence right. if they do lie.
1: Right. Right. It's
0: not like they're incapable of lying. Because that, that nope. could have been a thing. It could have been yep. that their brains are missing the piece that lets you lie. That could have been the lore of it. But it's not it. It's a choice. It's not
1: it at all. It's a choice. It's not it at all. Vulcans are much more... In Star Trek in Star Trek lore, they're much more emotional. Um, and that's what almost destroys their planet until a leader named Serac leads them on the path of logic which eventually saves Vulcan culture so it's just a discipline a training it's not that they can't lie it's it's through discipline and training and and meditation and all that kind of stuff that they hone in to controlling their emotions mm-hmm. and we delve into that in a couple of episodes um, I can think of one uh, in the ne- in Star Trek The Next Generation
0: okay I don't remember any Vulcans yeah. in that show. <laughs> but I guess we'll get there. Um, Spock's father. Huh. Yeah, and I know in this show there's been times when T'Pol has bent the truth.
1: He yeah. was oh, a gray
0: yeah. area, but this was a flat-out lie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I, and she was protecting the captain. Yeah, She was
1: protecting his life. I, they were going to kill him. If, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I, I have to think that the Vulcans, you know... Being so connected to each other, and so sort of Vulcan-centric, they don't have other perspectives. But T'Pol is unique because she's been around humans longer than almost any Vulcan probably has in a very long mm-hmm. time
1: mm-hmm. by
0: her by herself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. That she's
0: starting to see, uh, she has a different perspective. Than her culture does, which is like, you know what? Sometimes white lies tell uh, save lives.
1: Yeah. Like absolutely. sometimes
0: you can bend the truth and it gets you out of a hairy situation. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's no you're not necessarily losing your virtue because of that. If anything, you're gaining something. So mm-hmm. uh so that is that is a very rational thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so this episode has a lot of uh, a thing that this whole show has, Jason, which is, like, some sort of comedic take on, like, sexuality. Yeah. Um, I don't really know.
1: Star Trek has ha- always had that. But... Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Because, so basically, because yeah. Archer and um, T'Pol are tied up. Yes. And so, you know... Her, in real life, that actress is, like, a model, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're, like, right next to each other. And then they have to untie each other. And basically he has to, like, reach around and, like, untie. And So there's a lot of, like, that in this. And then
1: yeah. they fall down and he falls face first into her chest. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, but, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So... I, I look at Gene Roddenberry as, yes, a visionary, you know, someone to, you know, sort of look up to in, in an aspect. I don't look at him as a marble statue to be revered completely. Mm-hmm. So he was a lady, he was known, and I don't want to speak ill will of the dead, but <laughs> this has a long history of, in Star Trek, in the, in a lot of episodes, um... That it does have these sexual innuendos and women are, you know, scantily clothed and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So this runs deep and this runs back to, I think, it's creator Gene Roddenberry who okay. was known to be a womanizer and, and that's all I'll say.
0: I see. Okay, I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. for
1: all of his other wonderful things that he did mm-hmm. we I, I like to take people and look at them in a more 360 mm-hmm. kind of view instead of these marble statues to be polished and revered
0: i hear you so. um well so they're they're screwed basically they're they're captured they, they can't get out um yep so up on the enterprise you know tucker and reed are talking to the Coridens and being like, hey, our people are, like, captured. Mm-hmm. And the Coridens are basically like, don't negotiate, don't give in to their ransom, but, like, the... And, mm-hmm. But Tucker's like, that's our captain. We need our captain back. And um, then the Vulcans come. Yep. Because they are coming to collect T'Pol. Yep. But as the Vulcan... Uh, captain says when he arrives how convenient Paul has been captured
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um, so they basically the Vulcan say we're taking over this inves- investigation give us any yeah. data you have Yeah. we're going to go rescue them yep yeah. um, Tucker obviously just be- Tucker being Tucker is just not going to sit around and wait Right. So him and Reed just go, and they're just. So at
1: guys. this point, yeah. um, I want to point out that they've already found the shuttle, mm-hmm. kind of sitting in the middle of the town square, right. or the rebel base square, right in the middle, mm-hmm. right out for in the open. Yeah, and Reed and Tucker kind of go back and forth, and try to say you know and say, oh, this is is this a trap? Nope. I want to take our chance, and go. And rescue our people, so...
0: Yeah. Tucker is a man of action. There was no way he wasn't gonna go.
1: So, it always seems to me that Reed is the one that's a little bit more... rabbit dog on a leash. Yeah. Like, straining at the leash. Like, wanting to, like, go and... Mm-hmm. Let's go! And it seemed like, to me, in this episode, Tucker had a little bit more, like, okay... <laughs> let's, let's let's step back and, and and think about this
0: well they go to the shuttle they do and they get captured they do by the andorians yes so the andorians the whole re- luckily yes the whole reason the andorians were there was because they as part of this ongoing conflict with the vulcans they were basically. Uh, Tailing the Vulcans who showed up in that system. Yep. Yep. Um, And they had that Vulcan captain under surveillance. Yep. Um, And so, yeah, like you said, luckily the Andorians got Tucker and Reed.
1: Right, because it was a trap. We find out that the shuttle being exposed was a trap. Yep. So, set up by this mini rebel. Alliance. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we find out more about the Andorians too, which I liked. So mm-hmm. we find out that they are strong. Uh, There's certain groups that once you do something for them, it becomes like a. I can't think of the term. It, it becomes like a sort of. They, if you, if they owe you something. Well, Shran calls it a, a debt. A debt, right. Yeah.
1: But, you know... That's it, why Shran...
0: It's a recurring thing in fiction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you owe someone yeah. a debt, like, you know, there's a lot of times in fiction when somebody who's sort of zealous about that, they will go to the end of the earth to, to get rid of that debt. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't know many humans, like, are just like, you know what I mean? Like, that would... Just modern people wouldn't really do that. Like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm, Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's basically Shran wanting to help repay Archer for helping him discover the listening post at Pajam, basically. hmm I think he, at one point Shran says, I want to sleep again, peacefully.
0: Right, so, so Shran is, he's like physically uncomfortable by this debt. It, mm-hmm. it, it bothers yeah. him. It's like this thing it that haunts him. Yeah. him. He's literally like yeah. gritting his teeth. Like I need yeah. to get rid of this.
1: Yeah. You know. It bothers him that uh, that he owes something to the pink skin.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, so now, Shran and the Andorians are on board with get, uh, um, rescuing Archer and Sipol. Even yeah. even though they're not necessarily buddy buddy, he's now this great ally to. Yeah. Uh, Tucker well,
1: because he's also fighting the Vulcans as well.
0: Right, right. Well, so, um, and so, so they basically infiltrate the compound yes. where Archer and Topol are being held. They're like about to rescue uh, Archer and Topol when all of a sudden the Vulcans come. Mm hmm. And they come literally guns blazing.
1: Yes, they do.
0: They have some serious weaponry. Yep. Um and it's it's kind of interesting to see this very reserved group engaging in combat because they're actually uh apparently cr- really skilled fighters and effective mm-hmm. warriors.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So now it's basically Vulcans and Dorians. Tucker and Reed versus these rebels. Mm-hmm. And these rebels are outnumbered. And uh, they they lose. The rebels lose. Tucker and Tapul are saved. Yep. Except one of the rebels, Treg, Traig,
1: yeah. Trag. Trag, yep. Trag, yep. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Who's actually the leader of the anti government group. yep Mm-hmm. He wounded but not dead. She right. picks up a, a blaster and tries to shoot the Vulcan commander.
1: Sopek. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, and so T'Pol jumps in front of the shot and gets hit in the torso. Yep. yep. Um, why did she do that, Jason? Is it was it a Vulcan thing?
1: Yeah, to say to to basically save Sopek's life. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, it's a it's it's a loyalty to defend the the Vulcan leader. Okay. You know the commanding officer, that chain of command thing. But I, w- I kind of want to rewind it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Shran and Sopak are arguing, mm-hmm. and the Vulcans accuse the Andorians of violating. Um, a treaty called the Tau Ceti Accords, which also is another piece of Star Trek lore history thing. Um, it's a document where uh, it's an agreement between the Andorians and the Vulcans, and it's where uh, the Accords, the Tau Ceti Accords, prohibit Andorian presence on Coridan. Um, which the Vulcans accuse Shran of violating by landing
0: on Corden, basically. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're getting to know more and more, and realize that yes, Corden is being backed, supported, and maybe propped up uh, by the Vulcans. Oh yeah so it does play into Treg's suspicion okay that the court and government is just a puppet government doing the Vulcan bidding interesting but go on no yeah
0: I mean so yeah uh, to Paul get shot the Vulcan's obviously want to take her but archer says no i'm taking her to my doctor
1: she's part of my crew Mm -hmm.
0: flox treats her back up on the enterprise Mm -hmm. the vulcans come to visit her in sick bay Mm -hmm. and basically flox does he lie? Lies! He lies! He
1: lies! Yeah, yeah he, exaggerates. he exaggerates. He exaggerates
0: her condition. You no, know, they're like,
1: makes it, is she get- he makes it worse.
0: Right. They say, is she going to die? Makes it seem worse. And he's like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, can't be moved.
0: Yeah. Can't be moved. Right. Can't be moved. So Doctor's orders are she has to stay. So then the Vulcans leave. And then to Paul...
1: It- well, there is a little bit of an argument between Sopek and the captain. Because Sopek still wants to take her back to Vulcan, mm-hmm. and Archer argues the point that she risked her life and a lot to help Sopek. and you know because she jumped in front of, of the mm-hmm. of the phaser, right, and saved his life. Mm-hmm. So he wants him, So he wants. So Archer wants Sopek to go back to the Vulcan High Command and ask for leniency or you know uh sure you know this is a you know she, she saved your life i want her to stay as part of this crew okay and so pet kind of goes <laughs> right you know, and and does you know he agrees to discuss and, it, you know, with the Vulcan uh, government or high command.
0: Right. And then the window isn't totally closed for Paul to go with the Vulcans. And then when it's just... When Sopak walks away and it's just Paul Archer, and Flocks and sickbay, you know, Archer still gives her the choice. And she says, I can't. I have to stay per doctor's orders. Yep. And that was, you know... She was basically lying again, in yeah. effect, because it was a false order and she knew that. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so I think, you know, this kind of wraps up what I said at the beginning of this podcast this awkwardness of putting to Paul in a rock and hard place between her culture and and Starfleet. To me, now she's chosen a side.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And it could possibly be the beginning of the end of. There's been a lot of times in this podcast when you refer to the Vulcans as sort of the senior partner. Mm-hmm. This is pro- that's probably over now, at least temporarily.
1: Could be. Yeah. Could be. We'll see.
0: I don't like. I think there's probably a time when anything the Vulcans said goes, and no more. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Or at least it's definitely heading in that direction uh-huh yeah so. could be which is which has to happen because in later shows that dynamic doesn't necessarily exist
1: yes the, yeah
0: mm-hmm. so do we miss anything this time
1: uh no i don't think so other than the uh i think the in-universe date happens to be october 2151 but oh okay that's just a, my thing <laughs>
0: That wasn't said in the show, I don't think.
1: I don't think so. Okay. But um, going back into it, uh, it was later mentioned or something. Okay.
0: Well, great. Anything else you wanted to hit on?
1: Yeah, so um, I just wanted to say, so at the time of this recording, February 3rd, 2021, this is our first recording back since the presidential Inauguration of Joe Biden, and I don't want to get into the politics of it. But that night um, there was a concert uh broadcast all across the US. Mm-hmm. Um and Yo Yo Ma plays Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. But the opening to his playing of Amazing Grace is a little bit of the Star Trek theme. So I thought that was really cool. What? Really? Yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he talks, uh, Yo-Yo Ma talks about a bright, positive future. Um, And I think he's, and I think he has said that he is a Star Trek fan. Wow. Um, But the first couple of bars before his, leading into amazing grace is the couple bars of the star trek theme song. so really wow yeah mm -hmm. so if you go back (laughs) and find a video of it um yeah it's pretty cool i had no idea it's a fun thing you know for star trek fans when he first played it i was like whoa it caught me by surprise and i was taken aback a little bit
0: yeah for sure it was really cool i hadn't heard that i'm glad you brought that up and then for me, um, I'm actually gonna start playing Star Trek Online, the uh,
1: oh, okay the
0: massively okay. Uh, multiplayer online. Okay,
1: okay, yeah,
0: uh huh. I I've computer
1: Xbox. Uh, computer PS4. I have
0: installed, okay. install. I've downloaded, and installed it. It took okay it took a long time. Uh, I know it's an older game, uh, but it took so long. I have a crappy computer, but it took so long that I didn't actually have a chance to play it. I mean, it literally took okay. like an hour. Okay. For it to run through.
1: Okay.
0: Um, But I am at the point where I'm going to have to decide my race. Oh,
1: which faction you're going to be. Oh, okay. There's
0: actually not that many choices. Uh, There's Klingon. uh, There's a a faction that I don't recognize. Uh, There wasn't Vulcan in the version that I have. And then there was... They
1: will probably be... You will probably create a Vulcan if you pick a starfleet character
0: oh okay yeah because there was it i think there was different eras of starfleet yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure i'm gonna pick uh next generation but i'm oh okay okay okay
1: yeah
0: okay cool but when i do finally uh sit down and play it, i'm gonna stream it on um, okay cool all right awesome (laughs) the nerdific youtube channel yeah yeah awesome awesome Go ahead and subscribe to uh, Nerdific on YouTube, and I will stream it. Uh, by the time this episode gets edited and put out there, I might already be pretty far into the game, but hopefully it's a massive game and that, you know, it's not like I'll beat it or something in the interim. So. No,
1: no, you will not. No, um, it is not, it, from what I, from my understanding, is not that kind of game. Right. That. It is current, I think, it's what, I think it's been 10, 11 years?
0: Listeners, please help me out. very long time, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's continuously being upgraded, and additions are being Mm -hmm. constantly made to the game. Right. New missions, new ships, new things that you can buy, purchase, or whatever. Okay.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited. I've been looking for... Something like that for a while. I played the Star Wars one. I didn't really like the the era they they chose the old Republic era. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I mean we're talking like twenty five thousand years before. If I'm not mistaken, that might be... I know it's thousands of years before. Yeah, it's thousands of years. Yeah, I know. think
1: it's in that neighborhood. Yeah. I think it's like 17 so, or 25, something like that. Yeah.
0: So even though it is very Star Wars, um, it's, it was just too, too big of a, a leap, you know? Um, so... and
1: There weren't the yeah. familiar characters?
0: There weren't any that I...
1: I'm surprised heard. that they did that.
0: I'm surprised. Well, and I can understand one reason why is because they got rid of the two Sith thing. So back then, there's Sith everywhere. You know what I mean? You right. can have thousands yeah. of Sith. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. You know, I, sorry. You know, I don't want to mistake that. I, I understand that the two Sith thing means like every Sith has a, you know, is one of a pair. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, like in always. The, yeah. I'm, a master and an apprentice. But but the reason why Yoda says that is because they encounter this one and like they're like oh there's a there's a Sith back here like Yoda's like no 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 that means there's two. You know what I'm saying? But there are eras when well of course there's Sith there's Sith everywhere, you know what I mean? But, sure, but in the sure, 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 sure. cool era. You know, everyone thought the Sith were gone.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so you couldn't
0: mm-hmm. have a game with like tons of sith running around in any era existing oh i see because they're supposed to be like extinct i see i see i see in that regard i understand why they chose that
1: but it didn't play through time it didn't it didn't move through time
0: i played it quite a bit okay um think i got to like level 50 like my okay. character so I, I definitely put in quite a few hours i never okay i never experienced any time jump
1: okay 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 okay. but it
0: was fun you get a ship and you're you're able to like go to your ship and fly to another planet and then that planet okay. is totally okay. new and cool you can unlock new planets and cool uh so that part of it was cool but I don't know, I'm just looking for something new, so... Cool! Awesome. Alright buddy, well, I'll, I'll let you know how that goes.
1: Yeah! That's exciting. Alright. So, d- yeah. who did you, what did you create, what character
0: did you create? Yeah, so it took so long to install, I, I got to...
1: No, 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 your, your Star Wars character. Oh,
0: yeah, I was just, um... I was definitely on the light side of the Force. Okay. Um, I think I went human... Okay. I th- no, I did, um... oh, wait, it's all coming back. This was years ago. I did two, I did, t- I played two playthroughs. One of them, I was like a marauder Sith. Okay. Yeah. And then the other one, I was like a, a Jedi, just a human Jedi. Okay. okay. Um, In the Sith ones, you are more powerful like up front. So you're able to just like battle more effectively at the beginning right right but um you know like you literally like you like kill your master and stuff it's very like dark in that sense yeah that's very sithy yeah very sithy um but uh yeah so it's been a while there
1: save others but not himself (laughs)
0: I don't think that game was very well received. I think it was pretty much like mixed reviews. Okay. Um, and I wonder. I, I, you know, I, like I said, my complaint was it was just like the era wasn't as interesting to me.
1: Okay. So. Okay. 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 I understand when um when Kara Fisher passed away, a bunch of players saluted her at the Hall of Organa or something
0: oh that might that might have been a different game
1: oh okay i don't know okay because i know it was online because it was like thousands and thousands of players that gathered oh at the temple of organa or something so i thought that was the game that you're talking about but huh maybe something else
0: hey you never know could be yeah all right buddy well thanks and uh live long and prosper
1: May the force be with you. See ya. Take
0: it.